0: Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Saturday, January 2nd, and we are not doing our normal interviews this weekend. We just wanted to get as many of your voices on the air to start the new year. We are starting with Allison in California, who's already retired. And Allison is trying to figure out, uh uh-oh, did I make a mistake? Was it a good decision? Wait and see. Hello, Allison. How can we help you out?
1: I retired early. Uh, you
0: sound like you're 22 years old. I don't understand that. What are you talking about? How old are you?
1: I just turned 52.
0: Come on. Okay.
1: 52.
0: You retired early. Really early.
1: Yeah. And so, of course, now after I did retired early, now I'm asking you, uh, was, it, was it a good decision?
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Tell me about, well, how much money do you have?
1: Well, I have... Um, 537000
0: in a 401k. So you haven't rolled that over yet. you retired, but that's still in the old 401k.
1: Yeah. I worked for a really big company, and they have a really good 401k. So Great. I plan to leave it there. Okay. Um, I also have 183000 in the Roth portion of the 401k. Fabulous. And 35000 in a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Another thirty thousand in a non-deductible IRA, which I plan to roll over to a Roth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather you roll that over anyway. That's a pain in the neck for the IRS to deal with later, so you might as well deal with it and just, you know what I'm saying? Just make it into the Roth so the IRS doesn't question that later.
1: Right. I wasn't qualified. I wasn't um, able to to contribute to a deductible IRA. You know, because I had a 401k and made too much, so I was doing this as a backdoor Roth.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Which is
1: how I have any money in the Roth IRA, and then I have sixty-eight thousand in a variable annuity. Um, I'm going to get a teeny tiny pension of um, well, now it's worth a lump sum of twenty-nine thousand seven hundred. But that's I, pretty good. I plan to just collect it as a monthly. Uh, okay. Thing when I'm older, I have. 7600 in a retiree medical savings account that I, I don't really know a lot about.
0: Yeah, you'll need that eventually, but not at age 52, probably.
1: Right. I don't <laughs> even know if I can access it. I same. bet you.
0: I bet you. Did you contribute to it? Yeah. Then it, money, you'll be able to. Oh. You'll be able to. Whatever you put in, you can always access. This is all very good. I like the story so far.
1: Uh, how so that—that's that, the retirement account, but I have nine hundred ninety-eight thousand in non-retirement. Insurance.
0: Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! In my business, we call that burying the lead. Oh, that's my retirement account. Oh, and I have a million bucks in non-retirement account. All right. So did I just do my math correctly and say that you got one point nine million dollars?
1: Yeah, a little bit under one. Yeah, something close to that. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Okay, I like. I already like that number. So that's number one. Uh, how much do you need to live on?
1: So I spent the last year calculating. I mean, you know, writing down everything I spent money on um, because I had no idea, and it came to fifty four thousand um, for the year. Hmm. You and don't that, spend a lot. That made an assumption. um, If I had paid Cobra, which I'm paying now for health insurance all year,
0: Mm. let's say you need sixty grand, maybe fifty five, sixty. Does that make sense?
1: I'd feel better because it's not like I had any big expenses, and I have a really old car that is going to need replacing. Okay, all
0: right. So let's. So we're going to plan for sixty, and um, let's talk a little bit more about a few other things, like uh, married, single.
1: Um, I'm single and I have no children. So I don't I'm I don't have to worry about leaving an inheritance to anyone.
0: Exactly. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. You shouldn't even I hope you're using a fake name because wherever you went to college would probably be like, oh, no children. Come give us all of your money. Uh, Okay. And what about your living situation? I mean, you are in a house in a condo renting. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, so I, I own a, a townhouse, and I have a mortgage on it. It's my only debt. I just refinanced mm-hmm. um, just before I I left work to, like, improve my cash flow. So I'm not scheduled to pay off the mortgage until I'm 81. Well, that'll be a great celebration then. Yeah, <laughs> but I figure a mortgage rate of 4% is a good deal, so I, I don't care about paying it yeah,
0: off. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very good deal. How much is the townhouse worth at this point?
1: Um, after I like sold it and paid all the re- you know the realtors and stuff, I think I could very conservatively clear six hundred thousand, and I owe about one hundred and eighty seven thousand on it right now.
0: That's great. So whatever, four hundred grand in equity, and you mm-hmm. know, and then some. Do you think you'd stay there? I mean, are you? Is it is it likely or is it possible that you know you'd want to go somewhere else?
1: I think there's a chance. Like once my friends hit retirement age, that. Um, that I that I might move out of the area, mm-hmm. with, you know, friends that move out of it because it's. I just think it might get too crowded here for my taste.
0: All right, but we're going to assume that whatever you, I'm not going to assume you have cash out of this house and go anywhere else. And you know, you're not you're not going someplace super cheap when you've got extra money. So what I did was a very quick back of the envelope calculation on your 1.9 million, and you know, if if we were looking at kind of the normal withdrawal rates. Which, by the way, it's a little bit scary because you're so young, your money's got to last you for a long time. <laughs> so if you want to be really conservative, you say, all right, let me take 3% of that. And that will generate 57 grand a year, which is great. Some of your money is taxable, though. Well, let's say about half of it is in retirement accounts. So what I would suggest is if, if you really are never going to work again, which I think is highly unlikely, I don't know why, but I just get the sense. You could do something. What you would probably do is look at your non-retirement assets, draw on those first for the next, you know, whatever, 10, 15 years. And then when you are ready to claim Social Security at your full retirement age, or, you know, maybe at age 70, frankly, um, because you don't need it, then that would probably click in. And it seems to me that you can do this. So, In terms of looking back and feeling like, oh, my God, did I make a mistake? I don't think you made a mistake. But that said, it's not such a slam dunk that I wouldn't suggest to you that potentially it might be great if you could maybe pick up a little work here and there. Not a ton, but, you know, 10, 15 grand a year wouldn't kill you. Is that a possibility in your life? Are you just super done and you're going to give your life to charity right now?
1: Yeah, it's a possibility. Like right now, yeah, I'm filling my time with volunteer work, but um, I've thought about it. I mean, one of the my motivations to work part-time would be I could, oh, I could fund a Roth IRA that way because I'd have some You're such income. a
0: saver. It cracks me up. And here's the thing, and I don't even think you need to, you don't, you don't have to fund anything with it. Really what you would be doing is you'd be earning some money that you just would say, it's money I don't have to take for my non-retirement accounts it's just some amount of money, okay? And it doesn't have to be big money. Just before we go, just give me a breakdown. Are you a balanced investor? Are you a growth investor? What's the tilt for you?
1: It's much more conservative than I was investing in, be- you know, before I retired.
0: You can be a little bit more aggressive in your retirement vehicles. So, in other words, you could implement a portfolio that's 70/30 in your retirement vehicles, if you'd like. And you could then say for my non-retirement, I'm going to be closer to 50-50. And the reason why I say that is that you've got to draw on these non-retirement assets. If you were going to take risk anywhere, you would take more risk in your Roth IRAs. Your Roth assets are the last assets you touch. You first tap your non-retirement investments. You then pull money out of your tax-deferred retirement accounts when you have to. The last money that you touch is your Roth. If you have a financial question, maybe you want to try to achieve a financial resolution, just send us an email. AskJill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. We are here for you. And if you wouldn't mind, maybe you could go to the website, jillonmoney.com you can bookmark it and there you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter okay we will see you tomorrow thanks for listening wash your hands wear your masks maintain your physical distancing and please do something for someone else today it'll make you feel good see you tomorrow